Welcome everyone to the Monthly Movie Dispatch, the movie review show from friends you can trust. Every week we broadcast a review of a new film, talk about some film news, and recommend what to watch. Uh, we've been talking, critiquing, and gushing over movies for about 15, 20 years since high school, and we aim to bring you honest conversation about relevant cinema. Um, <clears throat> I'm Sean Bowlby, and I am here with my brother, Brandon Bowlby. How's it going? Hey. Um, and today we're going to be talking about the uh, film The Card Counter that is out in theaters right now. Um, <clears throat> but we um, wanted to start off this episode with a really fun, exciting uh, new topic that just happened in the last week or two. Um, the new Matrix Resurrection trailer just dropped. Um, and we wanted to discuss that and <clears throat> kind of talk about our thoughts about the matrix and the series and, and what we think about the new film and what we think of the new trailer. Um, so yeah, yeah. Brandon, what, was, um, what you have any thoughts? What, what say thee? Yeah. I, I, I'm curious. We haven't really talked much about this and this, this movie, you know, we've heard about it coming for maybe a huge couple of years now actually as it could become more and more official and it didn't really seem real until mm -hmm. all of a sudden this trailer dropped yeah and this has got to be like one of the shortest ad campaigns for one of the most major releases because they're dropping a trailer here in september mm -hmm. for a movie that's coming out um you know in december when typically this could have been done many many months ago yeah definitely uh, pretty tight window for such a tentpole massive mm -hmm. film yeah Definitely. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm first. Okay, I'll give you my, I'll give you my take. Yeah. Um, like I said, I didn't believe, I didn't really think much about this. I didn't think it was coming. I just thought it might be wound up in production hell. It was kind of a, wasn't really in my mind. Um, we grew up like so hard with the Matrix. I feel mm -hmm. like we we're kind of like Matrix. Um, both of us Matrix fanboys before like yeah. we fanboyed about anything really. Mm -hmm. Just sitting yeah. there. What I was in like sixth grade diagnosing the intricacies of the matrix <laughs> yeah, plot points definitely. and storylines um, without the internet or I mean the internet existed but I didn't go for the internet for that just talking uh, it amongst ourselves yeah definitely too young to see it in theaters but I saw it at um, I, I saw it at Zach's house originally uh, on VHS <clears throat> on a probably a 20 inch CRT TV yeah. and uh, it yeah it blew me away um, yeah, I still think to this day, The Matrix Reloaded, on that note, is the most anticipated I've ever been for any film mm -hmm. ever. I remember like being like breathless in like leading up to that film. Granted, I was in uh, like early middle school, so like of course everything's heightened then. Yeah. But yeah, I like there's that movie. Anticipating that movie gave me feelings that you know you can only only a kid can feel, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so, so many years later, we get this trailer and I've checked it out several times now. Mm -hmm. Um, the Wachowskis have been through a lot in the interim. Mm -hmm. Um, I think this trailer hit me and it got me excited. Um, I have, I have stuff to say and I have caveats and I have things to love. Um, but I am curious, are you over it? Are you excited? Well, um, are you indifferent? <clears throat> Well, um, yeah, so I, um, yeah, I'm kind of the same as you. I, 
I knew vaguely that this movie was coming out at some point um, off in the distant yeah. future. And I really wasn't thinking about it at all uh, until all of a sudden this trailer dropped. And I actually hadn't seen the trailer until literally a half an hour ago, 20 minutes ago. Um, Wait, so we get like first reactions. Yeah. Off of the so okay. first reactions. Um, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. know how I feel about it. The, the, trailer definitely didn't jazz me up for it um i okay. was kind of like huh it's definitely not going in the direction that i that i may have expected it to go um not mm -hmm. really thinking about it although you know after seeing the trailer thinking about where it ended and how kind of up in the air it ended i guess they kind of could have done anything um yeah so I, I and I, I kind of agree with you like the the it's and I wouldn't I wouldn't put it past them to like give us anything that we're expecting um they're like the Wachowskis are full of ideas mm -hmm. and like Lana Wachowski is just ideas. the only one directing at this time um is gonna give us a ton of new ideas and stuff we haven't seen before I think one thing that was kind of turning me off about the trailer is like the retreadiness of it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we get to have like the fish out of water all over again with Neo. Um, and you know, it's kind of like the reset button, literally like mm -hmm. what uh, the star, like star Wars did with, um, you know, with episode seven. Right. Um, yeah. Just kind of redoing a new hope over again. I, but I feel like, I feel like they're smarter than that. And the stuff we're seeing in the trailer is going to be like literally 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. of the setup and then it's just going to explode from there into its own action packed insanity um yeah but yeah yeah so that was that's also my concern but i think i think they're smart enough to like get past that quickly mm -hmm. yeah so i haven't hardly done any research on this movie and after you just said that yeah it looks like just lana wachowski is directing it and she she's the only one that wrote it of the uh wachowski mm -hmm. sisters and it it's uh david some david mitchell and elect alexander hemmen um mm -hmm. who co-wrote it with lana wachowski um so that's interesting it's not them together working on the project which i i believed they pretty i i thought um they pretty much did everything together. so so david says she's working on it with um like actual authors um, okay who like uh david mitchell was the author of cloud atlas okay and so like just that decision alone is i'm gonna find the guy who wrote this book that i fell in love with and made a movie of mm -hmm. and have him help me come up with ideas for this yeah book. like that alone is just that of getting someone like that is already creative yeah um, definitely um so so yeah there's a lot of a lot of stuff that i'm i'm kind of i kind of keep going huh over and over again uh as i find out more about this movie um i don't know if i'm jazzed about it or or if i am a little bit let down by the trailer um but yeah i, I also kind of agree that it's like they are kind of retreading um old material you know like the fish out of water trying neo trying to you know figure out find his out place find out who he is it's, and and like learning he? about the world and mm -hmm. learning about the matrix type thing but also at the same time i i kind of question what a 
a like actual sequel where you know they push the story further they take it to the next level or take it to the next step i don't know what that would look like with how yep. kind of ridiculous the the last movie was right without <laughs> without know? taking it into an entire different genre of yeah. movies like you know if you were to actually make the fourth iteration of this mm-hmm. and push it even further from the third it's just it's no longer a kung fu um matrix movie it's yeah. just like a sci-fi war i don't know yeah but which is kind of what the third one was anyways so mm-hmm. in the sense i think they are trying to come up with ideas how to make this you know back to like an intimate action um choreographed movie mm-hmm. and that's probably how they got here to begin with it's a good yeah. idea yeah definitely um i'm inter- i'm i'm interested i'm definitely still interested but it didn't jazz me up um also yeah. i noticed it there's really not um many returning actors is there um a few major um, ones there well there's Carrie Ann Moss and yeah. Keanu Reeves obviously but I'm I'm even looking at this and Morpheus is played by a different actor um Yahya Abdul Mateen the second um is apparently playing Morpheus according to IMDb who was uh, in Candyman? Um, yeah, so that's interesting. Um, They'll have a whole speech around how not, that works. Yeah, and not that be very philosophical. Yeah, and yeah, Neil Patrick and Harris is Neil Patrick Harris is in it, and uh, uh-huh. yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, how the, it does. so the Wachowskis like career since the Matrix being, I mean, for the most part, like good, interesting, and some great films like. I mean, I'm a big fan of Cloud Atlas and V for Vendetta. Um, I never saw Speed Racer, but I know it has its major fans mm-hmm. for how like balls to the wall that film is. Um, and Jupiter Ascending, while it like falls short, it's just like still a feast of like ideas crammed into one movie. Mm-hmm. And Sense Eight too. Um, yeah, that show is like them absolutely unhinged. Yeah. So no matter what they've done in the past twenty years, it's it is more than most directors can do in like an entire lifetime. Mm-hmm. They, they do in each one of their films, um, good or bad. So I'm excited um, for what Lana brings yeah, in, this, uh, in this fourth one. And it's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's just coming out this Christmas. Yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what do you say we move on? That's Those are our thoughts on uh, The Matrix. Uh, what's it called? The Matrix Resurrections. Um mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, let's let's jump into our featured review of the movie The Card Counter. Um, so yeah, The Card Counter is uh, <clears throat> directed by uh, Paul Schrader, um, who's a pretty interesting director, uh, and you know he he's made some interesting. He's directed uh, a at least one interesting movie. I was kind of going over his filmography um, and most, almost everything that he's directed, I didn't recognize, um, but he did um, remind me. I just, I just blanked. Taxi Driver? No, no, sorry. He, the one he directed a couple years ago. Oh, First Reformed. Yeah, First Reformed with Ethan Hawke, um, mm-hmm. which I believe was on your top 10 list of the year. Yeah. Um, and a, yeah, definitely absolutely. an interesting movie for sure. Um, but he is also a very well-known writer uh, of mo- of a bunch of 
um, uh, a bunch of Martin Scorsese movies like Taxi Driver and uh, he Raging wrote Bull. Raging Bull and yep. uh, The Last Temptation of Christ and um, wow and uh, Bringing Out the Dead um, and yeah uh, he also wrote first reformed he, he writes and directs his movies now um and and he also wrote the card counter so definitely an interesting um filmmaker with a long storied career um i also believe mm-hmm. martin scorsese produced this movie um okay uh he produced the card counter <clears throat> um but yeah so it's uh it's available in theaters. We both saw it in theaters. Um, the plot description is William Teller, a former army uh, interrogator turned gambler whose tour of East Coast casinos is interrupted by the appearance of two figures from his haunting time in the service. Um, uh, the It's starring Oscar I. Oscar Isaac, who kind of plays the titular um, card counter character who with a complicated past. Uh, Tiffany Haddish is in this movie as uh, the uh, sort of love interest who kind of uh, is uh, someone who bankrolls his his gambling and his uh, his poker playing um, kind of finances him. Um, Ty Sheridan uh, is also in this movie, one of the characters from his complicated past who um is uh is also doing some interesting stuff right now and i was trying um, to figure out who that kid was the whole time his face looks so familiar and now i'm seeing he has a pretty big yeah filmography yeah but, i remember yeah. him uh cyclops. yeah cyclops. cyclops and he was in ready player one he was also the kid in right, one of ready the kids in, in mud um so yeah, yeah he's he's interesting he's he's done some interesting stuff and um he, he yeah he's uh one of the someone who i excited to see uh what he what he ends up doing what he mm-hmm. how his career develops um and uh well, the other one is willem dufoe is in this movie as the uh as the <clears throat> uh major john gordas who is is uh another figure from his past um so yeah uh i guess so my thoughts about this movie um is it is it's an interesting movie um, there's a lot going on. Uh, it's, I, I'm a little bit, it's a little bit of a mixed bag. It has some interesting themes, um, which we'll get into. And lots of themes. Lots of themes. Tell me it's, about. it's, uh, yeah, definitely. Um, Paul Schrader has definitely has a voice. He, in, in all of his movies, he has something to say and he, um, says it in really interesting ways with his movies. Um, he's really good with tone and building tension and, um, and kind of, I, I would say is, is really great. And, with... per, and providing tension mm-hmm. when it's actually, when it finally kind of gets going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. But, like build, building the tension and then like paying it off for sure is he's, he's really good at that. Um, <clears throat> And um, he does a really good job of kind of immersing you in this the psyche of of these of his characters. Um, and for me, I actually went into this movie not knowing pretty much anything about it. Not not even yeah, really knowing what it was about. Nothing. 
saw no trailer. You were like, Brandon, we're reviewing this. And uh-huh. I went and saw it. I yeah. saw who was directing it. And that's, that's it. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so it's, it's, um, it, you know, I, I think it, it, opens up with a lot of really interesting mystery and and kind of the way that the movie builds and develops it's all about finding out who this character is and what he's all about and um there's a lot of really interesting details that that they bring into the movie like there's a lot of really great characterization that really um especially early on kind of hints at a much more complex um and interesting person that he turns out to be um i think i think that is that is a pretty strong point of the movie is the is things are unique enough to make you like curious about what's going to happen next like just like our three main cast members that you list off before like each of them is like not quite normal um there's something weird about them you don't know what their motivations or intentions are or why they're acting so um friendly or so extremely serious like everything's a little off um same with just like same with the setting um the you know the gambling scene it's unique it's different um the him traveling and his kind of like nomad lifestyle of uh blackjack yeah everything is everything is kind of different like it's just all these little concepts you haven't seen in a movie adding up to you just being like kind of like what's like really interested in what's next the whole time yeah definitely. so it grabbed me that way for sure mm-hmm. um and then yeah the movie definitely opens up into something uh, i definitely wasn't expecting it to go mm-hmm. um it really has some things to say that that i haven't really seen said in too many in in any movies about kind of a recent recent american um history um, a very complicated part of American history. And um, <clears throat> yeah, um, I also think Oscar Isaac is quite good in this movie. Um, I think he is, he's very, uh, in a lot of ways, very stoic and and kind of monotone a little bit. Um, yeah. But you can, he really gives a sense that he is holding back just you know waves of pain and emotion and um and you know holding barely back, holding it together yeah. with this obsession he's latched on yeah definitely and and the way that the that the I, I would say this movie has two two different distinct like kind of story threads that it's it's uh juggling oh, yeah. one being yeah. the card counter the, the card counter although i will say i don't card counter is a little bit of a misnomer <laughs> for me I, it was he's doesn't do a whole lot of card counting um it's more was, about yeah, it's more about poker it. maybe i believe it was based on a book so maybe the book is more you know obvious about why it's called the card counter but um he's playing a lot more poker um yeah as i i thought of that halfway through the movie i was like uh, so <laughs> blackjack kind of got put yeah. to the side yeah he's no longer counting cards uh-huh. and yeah um, he's just doing the the his poker stuff with with tiffany haddish um and then on the other hand uh, you know i guess uh, i don't know if it's a spoiler um no, it, just it the, almost the story feels... the story with the boy and yeah the story with uh, the, the boy and... um mm-hmm. and, and that that turns into something really interesting it's not much of a spoiler because it does happen early on but it does kind of give away a bit of a mystery of 
of some of that early mystery, which I, I was actually intending to watch the trailer before this episode just to see what the trailer gives away and what we're kind of allowed to talk about. But um, yeah, so there's there's a lot of interesting stuff. And um, yeah. Um, I think I think we're pretty on the same page with everything you said. Yeah. And I'm, I, I'm also about I think I'm going to be on the same page with your turn as well. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah, there is a bit of a stiffness to the movie. Um, there's some awkwardness in the dialogue and in some of the performances. Mm, I definitely yes. thought Oscar Isaac was I thought pretty much Oscar Isaac pulled off pulled mm. it off the whole mm -hmm. time. But uh, maybe you ju it just requires a certain caliber of actor. Um, to really be able to pull off that kind of dialogue. Um, but I don't know. I thought, I honestly thought the movie was like trolling me for a bit. Like mm. I thought it was like almost, you know, cause it was like tacky in mm. some very specific ways, like acting and dialogue and some yeah. settings and stuff. And I honestly thought the movie was like doing it self-aware and we were going to see like a big turn revealing that it was somehow self like doing this on purpose. Mm -hmm. Um, but but no, I think you know it wasn't. It was just it was maybe a little too cheap and rushed. Yeah. And the in this moment, the director didn't have an eye to stitch those scene that dialogue together and that editing together to make it flow. It was, and he kind of dropped the ball in some parts. Yeah. I mean, it was also a awkward some definitely some awkward dialogue where it was kind of two characters, which which sometimes does work in movies, but two characters having a conversation and a a lot of the times it kind of seemed like they were having their own conversation. Yes. Um, They're each not their talking own to each other because is, they weren't like yeah. they were shot separately at different times. <laughs> and they're trying to like, they're trying to have that natural flow, but the way it's editing Maybe. back and forth, you can see that seam of like this person was punched in here and they're just starting a new phrase that doesn't match up with the previous thing. The other person said naturally. Uh, yeah. Um, there was a lot of there was a lot of that, mm -hmm. and even to the point where someone would ask a question, and the person would go to answer the question, and and you they would answer the question in a way it's like no one would ever respond like that. It would say that phrase to answer that question. Like just there was a bit of a clunkiness to it for sure. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like it's like filmmaking. It dropped the ball in a weird way that you don't see often. Like filmmaking 101 mm -hmm. like you there it, there wasn't polish to it um and you could you could just see the filmmakers it, it took me out of the movie often because mm -hmm. i could see the seams in all those little pieces yeah definitely as they were messing up mm -hmm. um for sure uh yeah. the other my other but um with the the movie is i don't know as interesting as the two different storylines were i don't know how they really came together in the end. Um, yeah. I just, there, I, I know I found some places where I could kind of put the two storylines together to create some kind of metaphor. Um, but <clears throat> it just, it didn't really come together in the end for me. I would be curious yeah. to know what, if, if someone, um, you know, did find a way to put them together and, and figure out what, what he was going for. Because I mean, I, I know he's a fantastic writer. Uh, we all know that. And we know he's capable of making a really good, interesting, complex film. 
Um, but yeah, I just, for whatever reason in this movie, it, it w the ball was a little bit dropped and it didn't all come together. Although I will say I was very interested throughout the movie and the, and the relationships were really interesting and, and complex and, and sometimes beautiful and sometimes, um, I, th I think a thing that makes us question why these two pieces of the movie and how do they work together is like because they were each given such kind of equal time mm -hmm. in a weird way like it was very 50 50. it wasn't like the movie was about gambling and then there was this backstory fluff to it mm -hmm. um that gave him more character development and it wasn't vice versa it wasn't like it was about his past and then the gambling is just like getting us there they were both like very prominent all throughout the entire movie and given a lot of time and attention mm -hmm, definitely um and even exposition to, and even yeah and... which i i really liked even to the point where he's explaining um in detail uh card games and how to gamble um like how to play how, how he goes into uh an explanation a voiceover explanation of how to ca count cards in blackjack um, and then he, he does the same thing with poker and he, yeah, they devote a lot of time to just talking about the game yeah. of poker and to the point where you really almost expect there to be more to, mm -hmm. more to it as if th there's some kind of metaphor or allegory going on there. But yeah, again, yeah. it just didn't kind of really come together. Um, so yeah, I think we sh we're probably at a good point to move on to spoilers. But uh, what overall, what did you think? What what would you rate this movie? It who was would, far, who would like, you recommend this movie to? It was God. I feel like this movie should be for me. Mm -hmm. um, like this is the exact type of movie that usually works for me, and it did in First Reformed. I think First Reformed somehow managed his last film managed to um, maybe be simple enough for him to make a stylized polished film mm -hmm. within the small story restraints that that movie had um however this one um it, it kind of lost me in its filmmaking mm -hmm. and while it, like things were super interesting i was pretty engaged throughout like i yeah i couldn't help mm -hmm. but see all the kind of these detailed flaws and weird decision making throughout within that style like i mean the mm -hmm. the voices or not the voices the um soundscape though like mm. i was just like why you just, why is that the transition that you're using over and over yeah. again um yeah. it's a little it reminded me of like the scream like yeah what scream or is that halloween uh, i don't know what sound you're making friday the 13th nightmare yeah. on elm street anyways oh. uh horror fans will understand oh. which movie i'm talking about i don't know it reminded <laughs> me of stuff like that um, just to build tension, but it was a little cheesy. So mm -hmm. there's stuff like that, bad decision-making within an interesting film. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I don't know who I would really recommend this movie to. It's not really something I would rush out and recommend to anyone. Um, but it's it, it, I enjoyed it. Um, I will say, I think that one, probably the biggest difference for me between this and First Reformed was the ending, where it's like, I really think First Reform delivered on its ending. It, mm -hmm. it, you know, it just kind of goes totally bonkers in the end and really kind of sells the whole thing that he was doing with the movie. Um, whereas I don't know if the ending to this movie really delivers on... Yeah. on um, I want to get into yeah. that. Yeah, definitely. The ending... Won't, won't say yeah, any more than that. 
but okay, um, once in a while. Yeah. So yeah, well, right. let's let's just move on. Let's go to the spoilers, spoilery spoilers. So spoilers, spoilers. What? Um. Yeah. Well, first of all, we haven't even mentioned because it's it's kind of a spoiler. Um, the mm-hmm. pl- the premise of the movie is that uh, he is a, I guess he was convicted of um, war, war crimes or I've, I actually don't quite remember what happened, but he was in the a part of the yeah, Abu Ghraib scam. I don't I don't know. that doesn't sound right. Um, oh well, he was he was involved in the Abu Ghraib scandal, mm-hmm. where uh, there was torture and severe mistreatment of prisoners, and then he was he was convicted or court-martialed i don't know the the military terminology and put in a yeah. military prison for eight years um yeah. for what happened but the big and this led to this led to the u.s banning all torture among this was the this was like the big waterboarding scandal right that is different so that's so Slightly actually it, it's okay. it's kind of interesting i i actually just read two books recently about um about the whole Iraq war, um, like, for, well, not the whole, but from 2000, Glad to have 2003 you podcast, to, man. or even before, basically from 9-11 to, through 2008. Um, but yeah, so there was like, there's kind of two, so the waterboarding thing, that was, that was a sanctioned kind of um, method of advanced interrogation yep. that was, you know, yep. kind of goes all the way to the top, even to, you know, like Dick Cheney and, you know, approved and defended by all these people. Um, whereas yeah. this Abu Ghraib scandal was a very specific um, period in the Iraq war where there was total lack of management where, okay. um, where prisoners were comp- like being, you know, not just waterboarded, but beaten and torched, like, le- right. And not, I remember some that, of that footage. Not that waterboarding isn't legit torture, but like, you know, medieval style, like really bad um, torture in, in a lot of ways and humiliation yeah. and like a lot of really, really bad stuff. Um, and Abu Ghraib's was was one of the prisons that this was taking place in and it was probably the most famous one. Um, and there, that's where all the pictures that came out mm-hmm. came from. Um, and those. yeah, the, the whole, the big thing about it is that a lot of the, you know, kind of bottom of the, of the, um, I guess po- bottom of the pyramid soldiers, um, were entirely blamed for it and they were, um, you know, imprisoned and, and, uh, and, and no one uh, with any kind of meaningful rank was uh, found guilty of any responsibility or, or anything like that. So, um, yeah, that's yeah. like a crazy thing to have this, have this uh, hard counter movie. Yeah. Um, laying, laying on top of, um, they, and that's, that's one thing that makes this movie so interesting mm-hmm. is that they're digging into this. Like I, I, I really liked the second time we kind of visit his past when we're actually going through like archival footage and like, um, you know, it kind of goes through like mixture of real photos, videos stitched mm-hmm. in with um, some stuff that they shot as well. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That part was really put together or really well put together yeah. before we get to the actual reenactment of the yeah. which camp, was which is very cheap. Pre- 
I wish oh. they had just used a lot only archival footage. Oh, you didn't. So you didn't like that that you know two millimeter fish lens eye. shot. Of the, the fish eye didn't bother me, uh-huh. um, but uh, the like ten dollar set and mm. extras and mm. the like woman beating the prisoner and are just like like barely touching. Yeah, his that's back that's and, true. Like, <laughs> Uh, just yeah. and then the, the like the set. I don't know. It just all looked cheap. I was just like, mm-hmm. oh, that's super fake. Cool. Next yeah. Um, um, I do think it was anyway. important. I guess I would say I think it, knowing the brutality and and really, I think seeing what you know he experienced there and what was going on there. Uh, was probably pretty important and I totally agree it definitely looked cheap I liked the idea of showing it that way and like just cutting into it really hard and and just uh-huh. like going through it um, and then in a you know fisheye lens that was kind of a interesting idea but yeah totally agree it it didn't look super great um, one one moment that's just an outstanding moment in the movie is when he sits the the kid down and is like just ask me you're curious you want to know mm-hmm. all right well here let me tell you and then he does that like kind of one shot dollying up to oscar isaac's face of him you know recounting what it was actually like to be there yeah definitely and, uh it was just like an incredible yeah. moment of acting yes for um, sure that was powerful yeah um, and yeah just like yeah, the idea. Me of like never, rarely, sometimes, always. Mm. Just like oh yeah, just, just an unbroken shot yeah. and just unbroken, beautiful acting. Yeah, just so powerful. Mm-hmm. You yeah, that you just even mentioning that shot from never, rarely, sometimes, always, just like, got, just just got got me got to me. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> shout out for that movie for sure. Um, yeah, so there's a lot of really interesting stuff going on. Um. And I really like, you know, I, I really like how this movie is all about the people who, you know, the soldiers who went through that and and the fact that they were alone found um, found guilty of these mm-hmm. crimes and with no responsibility taken by anyone above um, above them and. Uh, just the low-level soldiers taking all that responsibility and having to deal with that and, you know, passing that on to their kids because the the, mm-hmm. the kids' stories, you know, his father w- went through the same thing. Oscar Isaac's Oscar, literally like Oscar you, Isaac. your, your bones hold, or what does it say, like your skin holds that yeah. inside of yourself yeah. or a line, you know, just saying like you don't forget your, yeah. um, your flesh doesn't forget the yeah. beatings that he took and stuff from his father. Yeah, definitely. Um, no trauma. Yeah. And, and yeah, it's, a, it's about the trauma that we pass on. And, and I think Oscar Isaac trying to kind of um, break that cycle that, that he and this, this kid and, and his father kind of were going through. Um, I really like that idea uh, in that side of the story. Um, it's super interesting um yeah there's, all a, there's some big like little known you know things about our government and our country and when you know when the, when the kid brings up his motives for for what he wants to do killing william defoe mm-hmm. 
he just he kind of lays it out flat he's like all this shit went down no one paid for it Willem mm -hmm. Dafoe needs to pay for it and mm -hmm. I was like holy shit is this real mm -hmm. did this actually happen like yeah you should yeah. pay for it yeah um and I'm just like fuck this guy mm -hmm. uh it's just something I'd never you know I heard of the incident but I didn't know the details of the prosecutions and how just kind of fucked up it was um mm -hmm. yeah definitely but um yeah just interesting thing and that's what we keep coming back to this movie focuses on a lot of interesting mm -hmm. um stuff yeah for sure um you want to talk about the ending what um let's talk yeah let's talk about the end i think that i think again this is like he as a writer he doesn't give us anything that we want or that we're expecting mm -hmm. right the ending's kind of full of twists in many directions and the twists even twist I mean, maybe they're not twists but they come back on themselves mm -hmm. and keep looping around like when Oscar Isaac had that kid in his like Dextered yeah. out yeah. <laughs> white sheet hotel room. Mm -hmm. And I was like, holy shit, this whole movie is going to just turn into like torture porn. Mm -hmm. And that's the gimmick of the movie is yeah. he's actually just a psychopath that kills like kids. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Is that what was going through your head? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, maybe, okay. I didn't necessarily think that that was like who he was. I don't know. I wasn't thinking yeah, that the, and, he regularly did it, but I was like, okay. I definitely thought, is this going to turn into like a crate? Cause I knew like, you know, first reformed um, gets pretty crazy. So <laughs> I was kind of anticipating something like that, yeah. but and instead the twist is he's just like, no, go forgive your mom. Tell her you love her. <laughs> like here's a hundred, tell your mom you love her. Pay off your debt. Yeah. Here's $150. Love your mom. Your and I'm just like, Oh my God, this is so, this yeah. is so sweet. Uh, -huh. uh and then it and then it twists again it doesn't happen and you're uh, like oh shit he's he this kid doesn't even care about his life he's just over it like he's dead inside mm -hmm. and the kid then fucking dies mm -hmm. and the movie just keeps going and then oscar isaac goes there and he doesn't mm -hmm. really even have a point he just goes there to fucking kill william defoe and yeah i i don't it'll work out some deep psychosis where he hurts himself in the process mm-hmm um, I'm yeah. I'm curious. What what did just, you think happened in there? Because he he says you know he has they a gun took on turns. Him. It was about he says something about they're both going to torture each other. Yeah. And if you don't do this, I'm going to put a bullet well, through your head. He says it in a different way. He says but, let's recreate what we did or something like that. Yeah, exactly. And so, so and and he comes out with like, um, yeah. definitely a broken like, finger, blood running down his head. Yeah, um, and I think up. he made Willem Dafoe do stuff to him too. Uh huh. Yeah, and it's just like the psychologically just absolutely yeah. fucked. Uh -huh. you know, what happened in that yeah. room? I think is just what was supposed to happen. Definitely. Um. So, obviously, first it's just a great way to write the ending. Just uh -huh. how many twists it goes. Through. First reformed doesn't seem to shy away from a a really fucked up ending, whereas this movie kind of did. I almost feel like. Do you, what do you think? Mm -hmm. about, it didn't show uh, us that. Yeah. He told it, the kid to go sure. back to his mom. Mm -hmm. We don't see the kid dying. Yeah. Um, I was surprised at how kind of, obviously there's a lot of blood, but we don't see mm -hmm. any action happen. Mm -hmm. I was surprised that it was a little like G rated with all that. Yeah. Dramatic so stuff. G like we should be showing this movie to babies. <laughs> PG 13. <Yeah>. rated. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was an interesting choice not to yeah. like, show us yeah yeah that would have been hard to watch for sure <laughs> mm -hmm. uh but yeah um there's, there's little things 
Uh, do you have anything else to say about that scene? What else? Yeah, I was I was just gonna say it's a um, it's a really intense scene, and I even like the transition of them just like in the back room screaming, and then like slowly the light starts to change as like mm-hmm. you know hours have passed, and and now it's morning, and he and he basically ends up back in prison, um, mm-hmm. paying for still paying for the things that he did. Um, yeah. Anyways, super interesting. What, what, uh, what you were, it sounded like you were, gonna I, move I, on. I don't know. Like the relationship was kind of cute and enduring and it woke something up inside of him. I don't know if it really like worked mm-hmm. just because there's so much else going on that seems so much more important. And I don't know if it really had any effect on the story too much, you know, this whole love interest. And actually mm-hmm. I thought the like last shot was really good. Like mm-hmm. with that, I mean, Song helped. The song's fucking incredible yeah. that it ended up. But the finger zoom in was cool. Yeah, definitely. But regardless of that, I like I don't know what this connection means anymore. Um, that one I kind um, of got that. Hope I I thought it was he's he it was just kind of a a moving on. Like he's now able to make a connection with someone, even though the connection is, uh, you know, there's still a piece of glass between that connection. They, he's still he's now able to you know right because he did that when can... he thought he was able to for you know forgive himself of his sins because the boy yeah but then the boy lied to him but then that ending again mm-hmm. was kind of him showing he could go back and make that connection yeah. with her again or maybe it's all <laughs> at the same time maybe it's saying he will never because there was a piece of he's never going to be able to break through that glass it's yeah. it's kind of like he wants it. The glass he, is a it's, it's out there, but he's never going to be able to overcome it. And it, it's, there's always going to be something stopping him from being able to live his life. And, yeah. and maybe even you could say there's always there, that America is never going to be able to um, <laughs> overcome. <Ooh. you> know? <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that that's always going to be a part of our past and we're always going to have to answer for it and deal with it. Um, yeah, there were, there were mm-hmm. a few subtle, subtle nods to, you know, America as a whole, that this movie is kind of dealing with America as a whole, like the, I think it was a Ukrainian or was it a Ukrainian poker player who was, wearing a, a an american flag shirt the whole movie and had a yeah. posse who was carrying american that flags. was usa you and i that was I part of the trolling i thought the movie yeah. had like yeah. that was so ridiculous and they yeah. were in the background of every scene uh-huh. like it was almost like twin peaks kind of yeah uh, with that band playing uh-huh um, yeah um but yeah i thought i thought that was it definitely was ridiculous but i thought it was you know, yeah i mean it's just interesting how there's always this like this attitude, you know, for if we're talking about America, you always have this attitude of of Americans as seeing America as the greatest country on earth, and and um, you know it's perfect, and it's it. There's no need to look at it with a critical eye. Um, meanwhile, and as they're just chanting mindlessly "USA, USA," you know. Meanwhile, there's this guy who's going through all this shit, and um, you know there's like this Whoa. deep dark um... Whoa! no i think you kind of nailed it actually yeah. i mean and i didn't think of that at all mm-hmm. but if you were if you were to ask um paul 
greater, I'm mm. sure he would get into something very detailed like that. So it's a good observation. Yeah. Again, I can't. That's about the only connection I can make between the uh, the <laughs> the gambling story and the um, you know the PTSD uh, Abu Ghraib story, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's about all I have to say. Um, I think we touched upon yeah. most of it. Mm-hmm. I'm good. Yeah, um, definitely an interesting movie. Um, if you wanna, if you wanna sink your teeth into something that's interesting and think about some interesting things, I guess uh, see something that has to do with a, an interesting part of our history, uh, a dark part of our history, then then check it out. Um, it's and, not without its faults yeah definitely sure. not without its faults I will say the movie uh, is it, it got it was well reviewed by critics but it was pretty well panned by by. I can't users. imagine just wanting to see an Oscar Isaac yeah like Oscar Isaac poker joint. movie <laughs> yeah and then you see we'll come into this fucking uh, like yeah. weird genre film mm-hmm. yeah I felt that with people in my theater too, just yeah. like their restlessness. They were just like, what am I watching? Yeah. And I was ready for it, but they, they were not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, definitely an interesting one. So that's our review of the movie. Uh, uh, geez. Um, the card, yeah, the card counter. <laughs> I, w- I almost said first reformed. Hard to remember. Cause he counts uh, so few car- cards. Yeah, exactly. Um, if you made it this far, you've either already seen it or you don't think you're going to see the movie because that was all spoilers. But um, yeah, next week we're going to be uh, talking about the movie Dear Evan Hansen. Um, that is Brandon's pick. Uh, yeah. And why'd you pick that movie, Brandon? Tony Award winning Broadway musical turned mm-hmm. to movie. Yeah. Um, Dear Evan Hansen, mu- mu- movie musical. Uh, and that's going to be me and Brandon uh, talking about that movie. You're tap, tap, tapping at the glass. I'm waving through a window. Come on, Sean. Yeah. No? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next week, I'll sing along with you. Okay. Um, but yeah, if uh, if you enjoyed the, the podcast, like and subscribe. Smash like that subscribe button and leave a notification bell in the comment section. So, um Goodbye. That's it. See ya. (laughs) See ya.